This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. another episode of nerds with friends my name is cody leach as always i'm joined by christian garcia hola what up everybody welcome back to the show uh today on today's program we're going to be talking a little bit about kang the conqueror who he is and how he kind of leads into um secret wars and the king dynasty marvel movies which are slated to be come out in like 2025 i think right 26 something like that um and we kind of got the idea for this episode from our last one, which was all about Ant-Man. Make sure you guys check that out. Um, I'm adjusting my mic. Sorry about that. And, um, you know, we were kind of wondering on last episode why people were giving Ant-Man Quantumania uh, poor reviews. Like it's sitting at like 48%. As- yeah, but those are critics. The audiences, I think, is at 80-something. Right, right. And I mean, you know, Rotten Tomatoes obviously is not the perfect, um, you know, aggregate for for um, finding out if a movie's good or not. But it's what a lot of people use, right? Um, and we were wondering, like, why is it so low amongst critics? And we were kind of thinking that it's probably because this is the first time a Marvel movie has really been like full comic book, right? Like everything else has been somewhat grounded, you know, like Thanos was kind of built up slowly and he's you know he's just kind of like a Darth Vader type character who's collecting these stones and everyone can kind of get behind that. Now we're kind of talking about multiverse and multiple versions of yourself and different dimensions and timelines and that may be a little much for the average moviegoer. So um, we figured we'd kind of try to do our best to explain who Kang is, where he came from and kind of what this multiverse saga, as they're calling it, is uh, going to be about. Before we do that, though, please make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, follow us on the social medias and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And uh, check out patreon.com slash friends and support the podcast monetarily if you could. Just a few little shekels would be nice. Um and uh, before we get into all that, let's do some nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. What makes you a nerd, Christian? My nerdy confession is you've inspired me, Cody. <laughs> you've insp- you inspire me every week, but you've inspired me uh, to do more artwork. Nice. Um, me, and, uh, me and the missus like uh, uh, watching you paint the minis on Twitch. Make sure follow and subscribe. Oh, yeah. Check out. I, I should remember to plug that. Yeah, twitch.tv slash Cody1WON Kenobi. But I'm definitely not going to paint minis, for sure. Just <laughs> right now, before we were recording, you showed me the stuff he was working on and just holding it and seeing how goddamn small it is with the brushes. He's talking about my penis. Yes, and then uh, with the little brush, you got to tickle a little bit. Got to tickle the tip. There's not enough veins, which is, <laughs> I was going to put some more. Um, but just, it gave me anxiety just looking at it and like trying to paint. The face, which is incredible, the stubble and the eye, the, even the little shine on the eye that you did. Yeah. But I want to start making, I also was inspired by our buddy at uh, Speakeasy. I want to try making some Magic the Gathering cards. Whether I don't plan on selling them, it's just more pet project for me. Um, but I want to do some, and this is, I'm saying it here so that you guys can helpfully hold me accountable to make some uh, Dark Tower cards. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to ask Cody to write some of the, uh, the lettering. Me's not good with the words since I'm ESL, but um, <laughs> definitely half decent with the images. So I want to try to do some Dark Tower cards. And I Google searched some. Some guy did some, and 
I actually they're pretty good. The artwork was taken from the Marvel comics, sure. um, but the mechanics of the cards, like, oh, this is kind of dope. What they did with Roland and the Man in Black, um, I don't think I saw a good, a good uh, Crimson King. No, that'd be rough. But I guess you can do a God. Um, no, I was gonna say Oi. I didn't see a good Oi card. Yeah, um, a Billy Bumbler. Yeah, nice. Double to Billy Bumbler. I have ideas for mechanic stuff, but again, I'm not fucking. I can barely play Magic. Let alone, <laughs> am I gonna try to write some some mechanics for the cards? Yeah, I think you know. I think we've uh, at least I feel like I've gone too far enough in my. Also, there's a freaking like hurricane going on outside. <laughs> so if you hear that, that's what it is: is wind. Um, but I feel like I've gotten far enough in my magic career where I can kind of like, I can, I can see a card, know a little bit of the story behind it and see why they put the mechanics they did into it. Um, so I think that would be a really fun exercise. Um, the only thing I worry about is like, you know, the mana cost and making sure that things aren't, I mean, you know, it, we would just play them with, with each other kind of thing. So it's not that big of a deal, but trying to make something so it's not too under costed or too over costed. I think that's, that's one of those mechanics thing that, um, that like I, I, I want to get right. So I think it would be a fun project though. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if we can even get to do it. I got to get myself to fucking do art first. So yeah. But yeah. 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 I, think, me, Cody. I think that would be fun. And I mean, I feel like that would be a fun thing to do. Um, regardless, you know, do like, um, you know, that's basically what the secret lair is for Magic the Gathering, where they're like, hey, what if Street Fighter was in Magic the Gathering? Or, hey, what if The Walking Dead? And, you know, love it or hate it, like, it's a cool idea, I think. I love it. I know there's some people out there, the misses, who hate the idea yeah. of bringing outside stuff. I personally love it because it fits the... Um it fits the lore of the game, you know. You're pulling creatures. And, you're going from different planes. Yeah, from different planes of because I personally like it. Yeah, I thought she I was going to. I mean, well, the whole reason I started playing Magic was because of the Warhammer decks. You know, that's what sucked me in. Was I was like, ooh, Warhammer stuff. I guess I better learn how to play this because this looks cool. And like, I still love playing those decks. But my Necron deck is one of my favorites of all time, um, and and the Imperium of Mankind one is is also very very good. Which one did you use? The poison one. The poison one's from New Phyrexia. That was New Phyrexia. Yeah, or the Phyrexia all will be one. No, the, the Warhammer was the one with all the tokens. Yeah, right. so that's the Imperium of Mankind one, um, which is Marnius Calgar is the uh, commander, and he like um, he can create his own tokens, and he has double strike, and he lets you draw a card whenever a token enters the battlefield. So a really good car card draw engine where you're like, Oh, you know, let me make this. Let me play this card, which gives me a token. And let me, you know, pull a card. And then I have uh, Smothering Tithe, which gives me a token. Let me pull a card. And then let me do this, which gives me a token and pull a card. So it's just really, yeah, you get a lot of tokens and you get to draw through your deck really quickly. The the Necron one is the is all about the graveyard synergy, where it's like I have I have one thing where it's like here's a piece of equipment. If that creature dies, he comes immediately back to the battlefield and stuff like that. Or, you know, um, I can dig through my graveyard and pull out this guy. I can exile my whole graveyard and make however many creature or however many artifact cards I have it creates an insect token. So um, I like that one. I like that graveyard. I feel like the villains are always overpowered, man. Good guys <laughs> never. Yeah, good guys are always fighting an uphill battle. That's why we like reading the stories is because it's a. That's it's, true. It's a, you know, underdog story. Um, all right. My nerdy confession. I watched this new show on Netflix. I, it's came out in 2023. So it's gotta be pretty new at least called Lockwood and co. Have you ever heard of that one? So it's, um, Lockwood and co no. Lockwood and co Lockwood and company. Um, and it's, it's based off of a young adult, um, novel series. Um, I don't remember the author's name. But it's about these like uh, these ghost hunters, essentially. And so apparently in, in the setting of the book, in the world, um, there's something called the problem. At least that's how it's referred to in the show. The problem? The problem. Okay. And you can guess what skin color it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, this thing called the problem. I think that's what it's called. And we're basically um, ghosts start 
like existing, right? Because generally speaking, most people don't think ghosts exist. And um, essentially, they find out that children up to the age of, you know, call it 17, 18, something like that, you know, so teenagers and younger uh, can see or sense ghosts, but adults can't really. Um, and basically the, um, if a ghost like attacks you and touches you, it like sucks your soul out or something. And you basically go into a coma forever and you never wake up from it. So, um, they have these, these different, um, ghost fighting companies who like have like universities and stuff who raise teams of ghost fighting children essentially. And, um, and send them out to like exercise houses and things like that. If there's a ghost and it's all about like, you know, a ghost is attached to a source, like a, you know, like a ring or a locket or whatever. And that's what's holding the ghost to our plane. So you have to like find the source and burn it or whatever, you know, classic, you know, supernatural type yeah. stuff. Salt ring. Yep. And fire. Yep. Salt ring iron. They all, they all carry iron rapiers um, to like, ward off the ghosts like you know to kind of defend themselves to keep them from being touched ghost touched and it's i watched the whole whole show i'm sorry my mind just went to ghost touched and children and <laughs> it was bad can't let the ghost touch the children <laughs> show me on this doll with a ghost touch. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like all comatose like oh, okay well never mind um yeah so it's it's an interesting world and an interesting premise but one thing I think that the show fails at, because I think it was, I want to say it was eight episodes long. One thing the show fails at is kind of going into more detail about what the problem is, where it came from, what's happening. Like it, it just kind of throws you in this world and you have to like, you have to really pick up what's going on from like context clues and, and such. And I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. I think good storytelling will get you there. Right. Like one thing we see in The Last of Us is like we're learning more about the world as we're in in the show, right? Even though we've played the games and whatnot. But um, I don't mind a little bit of that. But it's like some stuff like, you know, like for instance, the, the iron rapier swords that they're using, right? Like they're like, okay, this is your, your best line of defense against the ghosts. But then they also have these little like flash bomb things that apparently keep the ghosts away. And like, what's in there? I don't know what's in there. That makes it so the ghosts don't like them. And then like, sometimes they use a sword and it doesn't do anything. Like, so are the swords good? Are they not as good? Like, what do we like, you know, explain a little bit to me, you know, when you're kind of, when you're introducing a world that has a complex concept, which is like, these ghosts are real, right? We need a little bit more information on these like weapons and stuff. They're using. But overall, I think the show is fairly enjoyable. Um, the, the cast, the main three kids in it are, are fairly, you know, they have good chemistry and, and it makes it interesting, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely kind of want to read the books. I feel like the books would do a much better job, but, um, interesting show, you know, worth, worth a watch. You know, if you're not into it by the first two episodes, I'd say forget it, but, um, it was, it kept me interested long enough to go through the whole series. And I, I would like to see where it goes next. I was just kind of thinking like I would create a fake company <laughs> where I would just give kids swords and run around. There's a ghost and just have them like, like, you know, do the poking. Yeah. Set. Oh, yeah. we just got rid of it. That's going to be a thousand bucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, there was no ghost there. You can't see him. What do you know? Well, there's like, yeah, it's, cr that's another thing is like, there's like a governing body. I forget what the, the you know, acronym initials or whatever, uh, of it were, but there's like, there's these, this policing agency who is constantly getting down on Lockwood and co, which is this, this small independent ghost hunting business run by a, a teenager named something Lockwood and, um, and these two other kids, but they don't have a, like a handler or supervisor, which is an adult to take them around and, you know, I don't know, supervise them. <laughs> And so that's like the whole deal is they're constantly getting into run-ins with this governing agency um, because like, you're like, oh, you need a supervisor. You're against the rules. You're a, you're a loose cannon, Lockwood. And I don't like it. You know, that kind of stuff. And um, it, it was like, I wanted to know more about them and like what the structure of, of 
this agency is and whatnot. But um, and like the big companies that are run by like multi billionaires are like the bad guys. You know, it's like oh that's that so and so from that company. You know, it's not these guys again. They come in, they got the snappy uniforms and stuff. They're like. Oh, what's up, Lockwood? You know, it's funny seeing you here again. They're like bullying them and stuff. You know, I would love to see on this show, like, like I feel with events like this. Like, I'm just thinking about COVID. Like, when politics come into play, when one side says like this is happening, the other side has to take the opposing view. Yeah. Like, just to see like the non-ghost people, like the anti-maskers aren't real. Yeah, ghosts aren't real, and just like just seeing like what stances they would take. Yeah. And, they get all locked up. No, it's lockjaw. I don't know. No, it's just something else. Yeah, like, it's, no, it's vape chemtrails. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to see, I would they're do turn that. into frogs gay. <laughs> they're turning the fucking ghost gay. Um, just to there. See. So there, there is. There was one scene where there, there were people who, um, who were like protesting, like the these ghost companies because they felt like, like, like we should be welcoming them because they're like you know their like our ancestors or whatever you know they're they're like out there like you know go home you know that sort of thing and i was just like the ghosts kill people basically <laughs> we should not let them stay around just build the wall around the ghosts <laughs> yeah and then there's like it was just a bunch of little things that kind of added up throughout the show that kind of bothered me it was like like there's a curfew at night because apparently ghosts are stronger at night but then the, they're always out at night <laughs> like so what is the curfew and then like and then when they're out at night they're getting driven around in taxis so they're out at night too yeah well those guys got special permission <laughs> yeah maybe like the, the one, taxis one word made of, of whatever the sword is made out oh, of oh yeah so like can, iron or something <laughs> wrought iron wrought iron taxi weighs like ten thousand pounds yeah it's fine so um extra horsepower yeah so little things like that just kind of like kept adding up and i'm like okay but tell me more about that like, I don't care about, like, how this kid got, got bullied in his school, and that's why he quit and came to Lockwood & Co. It's like, I want to find out, like, why are the ghosts here, you know? <laughs> but um, still, like, it was still fairly entertaining. Um, pretty good uh, production value and special effects and fight choreography and stuff. So, yeah, check it out. Let us know what you think about it. Okie dokie. Well, let's take a little break, and when we get back, we're going to be talking all about Kang the Conqueror or... Immortus or Ramakul. Ramatut. Ramatut. Um, we'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Okay, so you may have watched Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, or maybe you've just been watching some videos on the internet and you're like, who is this Kang guy? And, you know, he's one of the, he's not one of these um, comic book characters like Thanos where he's like, oh, he's just a really bad guy who floated in space and he's collecting these rocks to destroy half the universe. It's not a simple this than this than this you know road to villainy for him um he's much more complex which is why he's always been kind of an interesting character but being complex means that he's hard to kind of portray accurately so we figure we'd kind of break down who he is where he came from and what versions of him we will see in the future 
So you've done a lot of research on this, Christian. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Kang or Nathaniel Richards? Well, so it's it's speculation because he himself doesn't know if he's actually a descendant of Reed Richards or Doctor Doom. So Ooh. he suspects that he's, or maybe a combination of both. Maybe they, you know, future you can have two dudes have a baby. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> they just three wade with Sue Storm. Yeah. Okay. That's a comic right there. Um, I'd read it. <laughs> so he's from the 31st century, and he decides that he wanted to go into Egypt. Uh, right, ar- right, around, right around, um, oh no, I was the 31st century. I was going to say he's almost around Warhammer time, but that's the 31st millennium. <laughs> yeah, a little bit further. A little bit further. I can't wait till they get to that. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they'll mix. Marvel likes to mix the properties too, but I doubt they'll do 40 Hammer. Yeah. So he makes it to Egypt because he wants to uh, be the father figure to um, Apocalypse. And I don't remember Apocalypse's original name. It's Apocalypse Uh, from the X-Men. From the X-Men. Yep. So he wants to train him and have him be his minion. And he gets there in a Sphinx um, time-traveling machine. (laughs) And... It's pretty good foresight. You know, if you're going to go to Egypt, you better like show up in a pyramid or something. You yeah, know for I mean? sure. That way they know, oh, yeah, he belongs here. We like those. <laughs> That's like literally our whole thing. <laughs> and uh, when, when he gets there, the Fantastic Four uh, happen to be there and they obviously stop <laughs> hey, him. You're here too. We're here too <laughs> in ancient Egypt. And thus, comics are crazy, guys. If you haven't well, figured that out, yeah, and like, and and we were gonna get into it later in the episode, but I think that's why the movie, like you you mentioned, it's it it's not resonating as well because comics are goofy. Um, it's not written by one person who has a vision of the entire thing. It's written by a group of people who have to pick up where the who other guy a, left off, and they need a new issue like every week. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, like you know, Stan Lee created was it. Or Jack Kirby, I think, did Kang, didn't he? They was, both did. They both did. They were they created most of Marvel comics when starting out. Um, also, they created uh, Black Panther. So, you know, think about that. <laughs> Two Jewish dudes <laughs> creating the first like well known African American or African African <laughs> superhero. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, so they create him, and then but they can't write all of the books all the time. So eventually it gets handed off and you're like, Oh shit. Well now I have this guy who showed up in like four issues of fantastic four and was defeated. You know, let's, let's try to bring him back. But what's his like, where, where does he go from here? Kind of thing. So I think that's one of the things that the MCU, like you might not know this or realize this, but the MCU has done an incredible job of making these guys all feel like they're in the same universe. Right. When initially, like the first Captain America comics, there was no Iron Man. There was no, you know, um, Ant-Man. There was none of the Avengers. He was he was a wartime comic that came out in like 1938, I think, is the first Captain America comic. Um, First, the very first cover is him punching Hitler in the face, (laughs) which is awesome. Um, And he was created as like this almost like wartime propaganda caricature just like he was in the first movie but the the movies have done a good job of like you know showing that side of him how he was held up by the army as this like you know you know to sell war bonds kind of thing but then he he was super powered and so he eventually comes into our time and that's how the silver age of comics has brought him into um like the avengers and whatnot so like crazy shit has happened in comics and the MCU has done a very good job of like condensing that into the very need to know stuff. The Infinity Saga or the Infinity, what was it called in the comics? Infinity Gauntlet? Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. So the Infinity Gauntlet <clears throat> comic books, like the, the main story arc, was super crazy. Thanos was in love with death, right? Lady Death. Lady Death, who is like the embodiment of death in the universe. And so like... The whole reason he was like getting after the Infinity Stones was trying to impress her so he could literally bang death. Yeah. You know, he figured if I destroy half the uh, in living creatures in all of the realities, she'll love me because she yeah. loves death. She's like, that's her whole deal. <laughs> and, um, and obviously, that's to do that in a movie is crazy because first you have to introduce death and that there is a con, there is a 
embodiment of death. Which they kind of did with Hela. But sure, you know, they well, she's a goddess of death, and yeah. there's other gods of death um, throughout the multiverse. Yeah, I mean, stuff. he was actually after death, death, like uh, death, like capital D death. <laughs> um, and uh, so they've done a very good job of like coming up with slight alternate alterations to these characters to make them more believable in the same universe because they do have the foresight; they can look back on all of Marvel comics and say, like, okay. This is where it started. This is where we're trying to get to. How can we cut this down so it's not, you know, a hundred issues of comic books to get here? You know what I mean? So, but yeah, go. So the Fantastic Four obviously stop him. And that is what causes him to make decide, oh, these guys are my number one enemies. Mm -hmm. And he's going to go and try to stop them wherever they show up. Um, And then obviously he starts showing up in different timelines because he has his time machine. So you figured, all right, ancient Egypt didn't work out. I'm going to go to a different time. Yeah. And there's there's diff, way different story arcs of what he's trying to do. At one point, he sends uh, the Incredible Hulk into World War... Uh, I don't remember if it was World War One or World War Two. He, he would just fuck either one of those. The whole point of why he did it is like, oh, um, I need him to go and destroy this one cannon that... Um, would have hit his grandfather, and if it did so, then the Hulk would never be created. And he's always doing weird, goofy, uh, trying things. to rewrite time, rewrite time, and that's that's his whole ordeal. He wants to take over all timelines mm-hmm. all at once, so he can be the ruler of all the time. ruler of everything. But he also has different. Um, so anytime he shows up, obviously you're going to create a different uh, variant, yeah, of of himself there, which we've seen in the Loki show. Yeah. Right, the the TVA was created by Kang as like a a way to police all these different variants. A version of Kang, we should yeah. In say. in the movies, in the comics, they are their own. They are their own thing. Their own agency. At which point, they capture a Kang, and he he be he plays like the Loki character essentially. Yeah, where he's like absorbed into the TVA, and he's going through like a midlife crisis and stuff. <laughs> yeah, trying to stop the other guys from. Uh, Becoming, uh, I, I don't, I don't. Now this part I don't remember if it was Kang, if it was Immortus, or there's also the Prime Kang. There's so many Kangs that it's hard to keep right. track of them. Yeah, and which is a uh, slight spoiler. We see a little touch of this in the end of Ant Man: Quantumania in, in one of the post credit scenes. Um, there's, and if anyone who's watched Rick and Morty knows, like the Citadel of Ricks which was basically a play on this Citadel of Reed Richards's that they made in the comics. But it's a similar idea. All these versions are working together where the Reed Richards's obviously were working for good for the most part, but the Kings are working together for evil. Would it be Reed Richard die? Yeah. Reed Richards. Redai? Isn't it? Don't be, you add an I when I, there's an S? I think it would be, it's not, he's not a cactus. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be like Reed Richards with a little apostrophe on yeah, the I outside guess so. of the S, you know? But um, yeah, so, and yeah, Immortus is one of the more prevalent versions of Kang, um, which leading into the Secret Wars will have a, a bigger role, I think. Which I don't know. I know. A lot of people, I know they've mentioned Secret Wars, and I know we saw at the end, we already hit the spoiler button, it looks like Battle World. I'm not too sure, though, we were talking about this before we started recording, if they're going to go into the Secret Wars, or they would, I mean, if they do, it's going to have to be a whole bunch of different rewrites from the comics, which we obviously know right. that they've done. But I'm wondering how they're going to tackle it without a Doctor Doom, which... Kind of, and I mentioned this last episode. It it pisses me off that they didn't even introduce or hint him, hint at Doctor Doom, if they're going to the Secret Wars because he has such a huge part, and because he's tied into the uh, being the possible descendant or Kang being a descendant of Doctor Doom. Like they should, it was just right there. I know they could have just done it. Maybe Armor Wars. Maybe I guess. I'm 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 trying to hinge a lot on Armor Wars. <laughs> Um, which we still don't know a whole lot about, but I think Armor Wars, which is uh, it was going to be a TV show, but they've now switched it into a movie. So it makes me think that they think it's more important than a TV show, okay? Because they they cost about the same amount of money, right? yeah, and particularly with six episodes or more, sure, right? But but I think a movie will get more eyeballs in front of it, 
So I think they're thinking that's going to be a more important story to tell. And we know that Rhodey or War Machine is going to be in it. Um, so is... Uh, I'm assuming uh, Ironheart. Ironheart should be in it too. I think she's already confirmed to be in there. Um, and so it makes me think that we might get Iron Lad introduced, who is a young version of Kang, who starts the Young Avengers, um, who is a good guy, right? We should say, yeah. It's and a good version of Kang. He's a good version of Kang who... who starts the young Avengers to kind of help prevent him from becoming bad Kang. So Kang, as smart as he is, uh, does some goofball moves. So in that storyline, he goes back yeah. in time to stop a bully who bullied him, which kind of makes sense. You know, right. you think yeah. a bully probably set him on his path, but he gets hospitalized by a bully. So he figures I'm going to go and stop this from happening. So he goes back in time and young Kang sees future Kang. He's like, Oh, I, turn out to be a dick and yeah. so he's like i don't want to be a dick so he steals that kang's um uh time traveling machine and he goes and he uses it and he becomes intelligent himself and he becomes iron lad and or he takes a suit i'm sorry he takes a suit becomes iron lad and he starts the young avengers right and now if they create iron lad and they have roadie and they have iron heart who's another who's a bad you know classic way of doing a bad guy is like oh he has similar powers but he's evil like who has sick ass armor based on technology and is a bad guy dr doom that's true but the thing is and i feel i hope they don't go this route yeah and my fear is that they're going to go the route of it just being mostly technology but he's also an amazing uh black magic user. yeah magic user so and i mean they can do that right like they can they can relate it back to you know, maybe something like um, like Shang Chi's rings or something like that, right? Which is maybe magic, maybe technology. We don't Alien know. Alien tech. Um, I actually watched a, tech. I actually watched a video online that suggested that the rings are Kang tech. Okay. Because if you look at if you look at a lot of these movies, there's a lot of like Kang's in Quantum Mania. Kang's time ship is all ring based, right? There's yeah. rings floating all around him, right? Um, then in the Eternals, when they wake up from, you know, from being hibernation or whatever, they're surrounded by rings too. Right. And then, um, Shang-Chi's rings are like, Ooh, we don't know where this is from. It's not in any of the databases, maybe because it's from the 31st century or whatever. Right. So, and then there's the 10 rings of, you know, Mandarin kind of thing. So maybe they're trying to tie everything back to that. So not going to go the Fing Fang Foom route. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Fin Fang Foom is a rough one. His name is just, and I mean, like his name was supposed to be like an alien name, but it's obviously kind of playing off of like some Chinese character, whatever. Um, I don't think, I don't think we're going to see a Fin Fang Foom. And if we do, his name will be slightly different or something. But, um, but anyway, I think that maybe, you know, they might start off um, Dr. Doom's magic use as like, He's got like some Asgardian tech or Kang type tech. And we don't know if it's magic or technology, right? And, you know, maybe they'll expand on it later um, where he goes back in time and learns from Morgan Le Fay and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, th I, think, I think it's okay to start him off as just a technological billionaire evil Latverian guy, right? And then he grows later. Because he does in the story too, right? He doesn't start off as a magic user, he just starts off as a, you know, uh, uh, colleague of Reed Richards who, you know, gets basically gets disfigured and accidentally melts a mask to his face. <laughs> so, like, I think I think we could see him introduced in Armor Wars. That would be my bet. See, and I'm, I'm assuming what they're going to do is they're not going to make fighting doom bots. How sick would that be? Yeah. I mean, Fuck it'd be yeah. fucking great. The doom bot. And you never know if you're fighting actual Dr. Doom yes. or, you know, if it's a doom bot. But um, I think he's not going to be from Latveria. I think they're probably going to make him from Sokovia. It, well, it'll be like a border of Sokovia, you know, because they kind of they've related a lot of stuff. It'll be like, oh, you know, Latveria is right next to Sokovia, and we had to deal with all the freaking uh, refugees from Sokovia, and that's that's why he became that's why he rose to power. He was like, nah, fuck those guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I could see them doing something like that. They're like, yeah, you know, what you guys did in Sokovia. You know, 
ruined my country. You know, that's why I had to step in and take over and implement the doom bots to police our country. You know, I could see that yeah, being the storyline. Sure. And I hope they do do a Doctor Doom and a uh, Submariner, you know, team up oh, yeah. before the Submariner, you know, goes on the hero side. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's we'll a see. good, you know, he's another good foil for the Submariner. The Submariner is a good. He's like a stepping stone in between T'Challa, Black Panther, and Doctor Doom. He's in the middle of those yeah. two. He still is. You know, for the most part, for the most part, actually throughout his history, he's probably 50 50 villain and yeah. and hero. It's just recently he's mostly been on hero side. Right. Dickish hero. He's yeah. a hero, but he does things kind of dickishly. Yeah, he's he's definitely like an anti hero guy. He, he's he is like what I see as the true definition of an anti hero where he's he's always out for his own self interest. He's always protecting, you know, Atlantis or um, what they call it. Not Kukulkan. That's his name. No, that's Kukulkan. Oh my god! Um, uh, doesn't matter. Atlantis, like yeah, Azte- Aztec, Mayan, Atlantis. Um, so he's always, you know, he's always got their interests first. If that aligns with the Fantastic Four, then he's fighting with them. If it's something the Fantastic Four or whoever is doing that's harming him, he's like, "Nah, fuck that," and he'll fight against me. He has no qualms with um you know battling against heroes as as they're known because he doesn't see it that way he's he's a protector of his of his kingdom essentially um but man he's he's had some great interactions with both dr doom and the fantastic, and the fantastic four. four um like he, he's like he's notoriously has like a, a huge thing for sue storm and he's always trying to like wile her away from reed richards <laughs> And um, he'd be like, I was like, all right, I'll help you, Fantastic Four, but I need a kiss from Sue Storm. And she's like, what? And Reed Richards like, oh, you bastard. And she's, <laughs> he's like, no, let me do it, Reed. It's for the world. And he's like, ah, she liked it. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's, a, he's a crazy character. But I would like to see him and Doctor Doom maybe do a little, little team up before Namor like, comes to senses and becomes more of a mainline hero kind of thing. But uh, yeah. In, ter- in terms of the Secret Wars, though, like since we're talking right. Doctor Doom and how we got into it, it's going to be tough to do it without Doctor Doom because he's one of the biggest players yeah. in that whole um, saga. So let's 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 give a brief rundown of what Secret Wars is. So, so the Beyonder who mm-hmm. lives outside of the multiverse, uh, beyond the multiverse, which right. is why he's called Beyonder, <clears throat> a little pocket hole gets cut out uh, in through the multiverse, and he's able to see. And he is everything and anything in the beyond. So he's just his own entity. He is the entire universe. Through that little hole, he sees our multiverse. He's like, oh, there's people. There's humans. These guys are interesting. Oh, look, they, uh, they're they all one being, but they all think that they're all separate beings. Uh, what's separating them? Oh, desire. He's like, what's desire? I want to know what desire is. So he decides to put them all. He's like, oh, there's these super-powered guys, some consider themselves good, some consider themselves bad. Let me put them in one place and I'll let them f- like, you know, figure out their desires to defeat each other. Well, whoever wins, I'll give them whatever they want. Yeah. They can just have it. And that is the a very very brief rundown of of Secret Wars. Of Secret Wars. Now that is going to be a tough fucking pill to swallow yeah. in terms of a fucking film. Right. Which is why I think I think Kang and like the the Kang Dynasty, all all the different versions of Kang, can be a good stand-in for the Beyonder, right? They've created essentially a society unto themselves, and they have their own views of, you know, of of what the timeline should and should not be, and some for some reason they're gonna make all these superheroes from different timelines, different universes, fight each other, and for the for the fate of everything right um i think that's a a fairly easy rewrite especially if you have you know maybe immortus who's one of the like the kings manipulating everything behind the scenes maybe he has uh somehow entrapped a celestial can who can be a stand-in for the power source of like the beyonder um to create things like battle world which is the whole world where people battle right and um, I think that that might be the direction that they're kind of leading everything into. 
It's and the only direction I feel that they can go. They have to, right? They have to. I mean, I, I can't. They, they haven't introduced anything that powerful yet. Uh, well, and that there, would be there a was power a, there was eternity in um, Thor: Love and Thunder. Not as strong as the Beyonder. Uh, yeah, I mean, so. eternity is not beyond. It's everything <laughs> else, <laughs> you know. So, um, but I mean, you know, they have started playing around with the ideas of these very powerful beings. Um, both the Celestials, um, the Eternals themselves, of which um, I think I think Thanos is technically an Eternal. He right? is, or he's like part. half Celestial, he's half, or he's, something. He's half. He's half, uh, he's half Eternal. That's what he is. He's half, half Eternal deviant. and half Deviant. Um, and then we did get introduced to Thanos's brother Eros in the end of uh, was that that was Eternals, Eternals right? Yeah. So you know. We are we are doing some cosmic stuff too. So, um, and and we're getting Adam Warlock too. Which, again, why introduce him now that the Infinity Saga is <laughs> over? But you know, yeah, he was a, he was one of the biggest players, a hundred percent. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. he's like the one who's like, hey, everybody, Thanos is after the Infinity Stones. We should stop him. And yeah. He's like the leader of everyone, and now he's being him introduced. and uh, Doctor Strange were like Doctor the Strange, biggest yeah. like uh, mm-hmm. players in that. Yeah, he is. I mean, and that's that's one of these rewrites that we're kind of talking about. Iron Man basically took his role. Yeah, you know, in the Infinity Saga, right? Um, the kind of leader of everyone against Thanos, who who had the premonitions early on of what was coming and kind of guided them. So, and another big um, big baddie entity that they haven't introduced and they have yet to get right in the films is Galactus. Galactus. So, I don't know. Uh, and he's he's such a great character because you see him as oh he just goes around devours planets like this mindless mm-hmm. uh being but in reality he has a much bigger part to play and he's not as bad as people think and he actually he becomes a good guy yeah he doesn't like devouring planets yeah. he, in fact he fucking hates it but he knows he has to do it um he has to do it because he's holding back something bigger and worse and it's the only way of holding it back right but he doesn't Tell anyone because it's none of their goddamn business. That's yeah. why. That's his fucking job to worry yeah. about. It's below. It's above your pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat your planet. That's all you need to know. That's all you fucking need to know. I sent the silver guy to tell you. <laughs> he was supposed to explain everything. because I, get I tired. didn't have to do that. I get tired of telling people the thing over and over again. <laughs> it's not, not my fault you didn't listen to him. He tried to blow him up. He said I was, said I was going to do it. Yeah, he said you I was going to believe him. Why are you surprised? <laughs> um, yeah, I... Like, I am so juiced to see an actual Galactus. You know what I mean? Like, hopefully, it's not a stupid fucking cloud. Yeah, I know. I rewatched those old Fantastic Four movies again, and it's like, God damn it! <laughs> the Silver Surfer actually looked really yeah, cool. Yeah, he looked great. He kind of got took taken out by a, like a chump, but it was Doctor Doom who figured it out and stuff. So I, I can kind of understand. But um, I, I have high hopes that they're going to do Galactus right because I really liked the way they dude, did um, Dormammu oh, in uh, the first Doctor Strange. So he yes. looked great. So if they if they go I think that route. It, as bad a movie as the Eternals was, I think the Celestials looked great. They looked great. You know? They looked how they do in the comics. And, and, and the way they did a great job making them look massive and stuff. Yes, and, yes. And how they kind of appear and like they... You know how they look looking over a planet and yeah. stuff. Like I, th- I think they nailed the look and the scale of them. You know really well. So yeah, dude, I would love a fucking Silver Surfer movie, where it's all the story of Norrin Rad and how he becomes the Silver Surfer. But the thing is, he's gonna be Norrin Rad the majority of the time, and it's a bunch of oh, they're gonna destroy my planet. Well, oh. well here's here's what I think it would be: is it opens? Okay, everyone, mark this down. <laughs> Because in 2030, this is what's going to happen, I'm sure. I think what it does is it starts off with the Silver Surfer coming to a planet as the Herald of Galactus. And then you see Galactus, he's eating the planet, and he's telling him, like, Galactus is nigh, prepare yourselves, or whatever. And, you know, him maybe blasting some people and taking out whatever the planet's defenses are. And then... It flashes back to him as Norrin Rad, and they kind of bounce back and forth, and you see who the character is, and then eventually, maybe at the end of it, it's him, you know, deciding that he doesn't want to be the Herald of Galactus. But you gotta get the Fantastic Four in there somehow. Have too. to. 
I know. So maybe maybe that's how the movie ends or the show. Maybe a show. Yeah, because I mean, for the most part, when Galactus gets beat, it's usually uh, Reed Richards' idea. He always right. has an idea of how to. In fact, it's one of he's the, few... the one who like always like he talks the surfer into like um, going against his master and yeah. stuff, in or the first figuring place. out Galactus's power source and oh, yeah. we can just reroute that energy source yeah, yeah, to yeah. us or not let him power up. It's always Reed Richards' uh, big mess, his big old brain, who defeats him. In fact, it's one of the few humans that Galactus respects. Like, he's the only human that he would speak to directly because he sees how smart he is and he respects it. So, yeah. Um, which is one of the things that happens in Secret Wars. But who knows? I mean, I, I don't think at this point, I don't know when the fuck we're getting the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it feels but, weird not to have them because I think that movie is after Secret Wars. I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's in Secret Wars, so. The only thing I know that I or I feel very strongly that we're gonna get is Spider Man in the Venom suit. Yes, That's probably about it. It has to happen. <laughs> That's the most famous cover ever. Secret Wars, and yeah. he's in the black suit. You know, um, and uh, um, there was just recently a leak, and who knows if it's real or not, saying that Tom Holland was going to be the lead for Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. So. Nice. That'd be pretty cool. There's a cool scene, you know, spoilers for anyone who has read the comics. Uh, has read any of the... And we're talking about the initial Secret Wars, too. There has been a more recent there's one. There's two and there's a three, yeah. Oh, there's a third one? Yeah, there's a third one. Wow. <laughs> two is pretty wacky enough. I don't... I don't. I, 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 they're definitely not going to get into the... It's a second. Or who knows? If, if they do, and this is going to piss off a lot of people, it's going to have to be... Um, oh, my God. Everyone hated him for a bit. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Christian Bale? No, the, the director, I'm blanking right now. Oh, Taika Waititi? Taika Waititi. It's the only way to do the second Secret Wars. The Beyonder decides to take a body, and he goes to Earth. He's like, I want to I try this human thing out. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, what do you guys do here? Oh, love? Let me try love. You're going to fall in love with me. And it's like, oh, I don't like this. It's forced. No, okay. What do you want? Death? Oh, you guys are all scared of death? Death is gone. No one dies. Fuck it. Everyone <laughs> lives forever. And then, uh, you know, Mephisto's like, hey, you can't do that shit. I need souls Ooh, yeah. down here. Mephisto, I, I think, is also in the first Secret Wars, too, isn't he? Uh, not a big... Oh, he's in, he's in Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what it so, was. So, yeah, I mean, him and, Secret him, Wars 2 gets real fucking wacky. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's, there's been a... The, the third one must be the more recent one I'm yes. thinking of, right? They just redid it. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, this is kind of like... I don't know. Hopefully, it's cleared up some of who <laughs> King is. And I'm pretty sure we just made it fucking we just worse. Just made it way worse. People tuned out. They're like, "Dude, fuck this. Fuck the next ten years of Marvel. I can't. I can't keep track of that." Comics are fucking wacky, but it's why we love them. Uh, they have a they have a great way of taking weird, wacky ideas, but making it fucking work, man. Uh, well, so. like so, Avengers um, Endgame has the time heist in it, right? Yes. That's a wacky idea that I feel like they did extremely well. Yep. They did a good job explaining it because, like, you're explaining it to Scott Lang, who is the everyman stand-in in in that group, right? And, you know, they explain it in such a way where it makes sense, it's palatable, and I think the, the Loki season one also did a very good job of this. So I think they're just laying the groundwork now which is why maybe some people aren't haven't been satisfied with the MCU recently. But I think they're I think they're doing a good job of laying the foundations of the zanier weird comic world. So hopefully we'll have um, have some cool movies in the future. The only thing that concerns me like like we've said before is the timeline of everything, right? No Fantastic Four before Secret Wars or or X Men or X Men, right? X Men are a big fucking deal, and I think they were um, they were also in Infinity War too, though. So and and the thing is that there's a great way of starting X Men or the Avengers versus X Men in the Secret Wars because there's there's actually great dialogue between some of the X Men and mm -hmm. some of the Avengers, and particularly between uh, and, and it, it sucks. It, um, uh, Steve Rogers is gone, but there's a great dialogue between Captain America and Wolverine because Magneto's there, and this is his first time where you're starting to see him possibly switching sides from being a villain to being a good guy because he's in, he's in Battle World. He's like, all right, I got to work with these people. You know, they've been the majority part. They've been, they've been, uh, we've been enemies, but now we have to do this to survive. And the Avengers are like, no, fuck that guy. All he ever does is evil shit. We can't trust him. <laughs> and Captain America's like, yeah, no, that's a no-go. We can't trust him. 
And <laughs> you lie down with dogs, you wake up with fleas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Wolverine's like, hey, man, fuck you. Like, yeah, he's done some bad shit, but he's always looked out for mutants. And none of you guys have ever looked out for mutants. He's like, and you're a great guy, Cap. He's like, you look out for America and you look out for America. He's like, but you've never considered us one of your own. When have you done anything for mutants? Yeah. It's like, you haven't done anything for mutants. So I was like, God damn, that's a great fucking line by Wolverine. And <laughs> Wolverine, never- ever the politician. Yeah. <laughs> And we're never. That seems like a Cyclops thing, you know what I mean? A Cyclops. That's where he he stops becoming the leader of the X Men. Yeah, and uh, we actually get a Storm who takes over. Yeah, that's right. So, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many great things that happen that we know we're not going to get to see in the movies, and it's because they haven't introduced all these other things yet. But I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it'll be great. But there's going to be some things missing. I have faith. You know, like a lot of people are like kind of unsure about the MCU now because. They, you know, they've had some shakier shows and movies recently, but like watching Ant-Man, we both really enjoyed that movie. It was great. The Black Panther 2 was fantastic. Um, I think we're on, uh, we also really liked um, Doctor Strange, which got panned as well. Uh, yeah, dude, it was, it was, I mean, but I, I, I love Sam Raimi, so. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it is, it is. You know, it is kind of a zanier storyline, multiple dimensions, multiverse of madness. Like, I think if you're a fan of the comic books and you like the comic books for the fact that weird things can happen in them, I think this multiverse saga will eventually pull you in and really, you know, really grab you. So I have high hopes. Let us know what you think down in the comments. Are we totally off base? Are you done with MCU or can you kind of are you excited for Secret Wars? Are you excited for Doctor Doom and I'm telling you, I think I think Armor Wars will have to clip this if that ever if that comes <laughs> to fruition. If, if Iron Lad, Iron Heart and and War Machine is like the mentor to the two of them, right? And you got Rhodey teaching a young king how to be a good dude, right? And then they're fighting against Doctor Doom. I'd fucking watch that movie. For sure. God damn, that'd be so good. You know what we didn't see at the end of uh, mm. Quantumania, and I was hoping they would show, is King Kong, but they didn't show King Kong. Yeah. They didn't show <laughs> King Kong. King Kong. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> <laughs> they did show Scroll King. That's in the comics, yeah. guys. I'm not making that shit up. You saw the Scroll King, right, at the end? No. Yeah, there was a Scroll King. Well, at least he had the kind of the Scroll chin and, and ears and stuff. Oh, damn, I was that. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right. Well... Uh, we got Secret Invasion coming up too, so who, who knows? Maybe we'll see a little bit more of that. Let us know what you guys think down in the comments. Like and subscribe while you're down there. It really helps us out. Check out patreon.com slash nerds with friends. Help support the show today. And, um, you know, Christian, thank you for being the immortus to my rotut or whatever. Ramatut. Thanks for being the iron lad to my immortus. I'll take it. I'm the good guy. You're <laughs> the good guy. To all the nerds out there, remember... You're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.